All righty, everybody. Good morning. And uh, Liz and I here are operating on Christmas morning uh, because uh, there's been so much going on with football, uh, with every professional sport, quite frankly, with the NHL, uh, which is now on hiatus, the NBA with tons of cancellations and tons of game postponements. Uh, challenging times, but nonetheless, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you do celebrate. Um, Hopefully you've been listening to us all through the year. And um, as we wind down here, week 16 was of the NFL season and uh, semifinal week in most leagues when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've made it this far. Uh, hopefully you can make it one more week and uh, play in your league championship. And uh, if not, then hopefully you're uh, getting prepared for your playoff drafts if your league is uh, doing that. Hopefully all leagues are, uh, are doing that. And uh and uh, we're going to continue on with uh, talking about DraftKings, player props, betting, and all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the season has gone by pretty quickly, and it's uh, kind of limping to the finish line here with all of this COVID stuff. Yeah, it, it, you know, you, you say limping, and, and I think expectations, especially after how normal the NFL season was, and, you know, we got a whiff of Omicron very early in December. It made its way over here and, and really has escalated in, 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 in rapid fashion in terms of spread. Fortunately, in most instances, the cases are mild. Um, you know, the NFL has made some changes in terms of vaccinated players and what it means for them. Obviously, for unvaccinated guys, there's definitely the challenge for guys like Dalvin Cook, for example, who may not even be available next week, most likely won't be available next week, unvaccinated player. Same thing for guys on the Bills like Beasley and, and Gabriel Davis. It'll be interesting to see. And there's derivative effects of all this, right? How does this affect Josh Allen? You know, we know that, I don't know, I guess you're triple teaming uh uh, Stefan Diggs this week if you're Bill Belichick and, and let guys like Jay Kumaro try to beat you. Obviously, a guy like Dawson Knox. So there's so many derivative effects. We know what's going on with Eckler, the Kansas City Chiefs situation, multiple things. At this point in time, Wiz, it's Saturday morning. It's 1130 in the morning. We still haven't heard of what's going to happen here. I'm going to go under the impression that these players are not going to be activated. That's kind of how I'm going to when I'm looking at my rankings, uh, I'm going to be judging accordingly at this point in time. And, you know, I, I, look, everybody's getting hit with this. We're all in the same boat. It's unfortunate. Uh, I think you got to be nimble. There's going to be certain players that are going to come out of nowhere, like we saw last week with a Duke Johnson, who made a material difference if you picked them up and you started them and ended up having a career day. And there'll be probably a few more of those type players, Wiz, as we uh, wind down the season here. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some guys that are going to be getting playing time that could uh, step up, and Duke Johnson was an interesting start. I don't think many people saw that coming. The Dolphins just elected not to give Miles Gaskin uh, a lot of carries coming off uh, his COVID uh, status. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there could be uh, some interesting plays, especially on DraftKings. I think you could uh, – do some some clever uh have come up with some clever ideas so uh looking forward to talking about that all right great so uh it's time to move forward here unless you have kind of any other thoughts here i actually i do have one question before we kind of get into the draft kings whiz like so if we look at a situation where let's say dalvin cook's not playing eckler doesn't play uh we know leonard fournette is hurt and, and certainly there's a lot of factors uh what goes on to what happens in tampa bay with the, with the fournette godwin and evans injuries but Let's say you were left with a decision with a Madison, Justin Jackson, or a Ronald Jones, for example. How are you kind of think? Are you looking at the matchups that they're playing? Are you thinking that, hey, Madison's going to be playing a couple of weeks here? I'm not saying you could pick those players up, but if you have those players rostered, you know, of, of those situations, is there one 
that you kind of like a little bit more than the others. I think, you know, for a matchup this week, a Justin Jackson against Houston, for example, whereas Madison goes against the Rams, Ronald Jones goes against a defense which he ran through last year, but is a much better run defense this year. So kind of if you're if you have those players rostered, what's your train of thought uh, when it comes to those type of guys? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, Madison's had his chances over the last year or two without Dalvin Cook, and he, he's been okay, but he hasn't been great in his opportunities. You know, people just ranked him where Dalvin Cook would have been ranked, and he hasn't kind of lived up. I, I think the Chargers situation is a little bit trickier than just Justin Jackson. You know, he's going to be do what Eckler if he's not number one, he's just not the player Eckler is, especially with catching the ball. But number two is the Chargers have shown you time and time again that they will mix it up, and and you know it just could be if Eckler doesn't play that yeah Justin Jackson will get the majority of the carries, but you'll see just you'll you'll see Joshua Kelly, you'll see Larry Roundtree, you'll see all of those guys. So considering who they're teammates are in these situations I kind of prefer Ronald Jones I just think that even though there's not much trust between Bruce Arians I mean Bruce Arians Tom Brady I don't think have that much trust in him he misses key assignments on on pass protection he goes out of bounds he uh, it doesn't have the greatest hands all of that he he's just still in in, in the offense that you know, you just figure if they get down there, he'll be the surefire bet to get the touchdowns while the Chargers situation is a little trickier and, and the and the Vikings are playing the Rams. So I kind of like, I would say Ronald Jones, if I had ranked those three going for this week, if I had them on my team or if they're all available, I kind of lean Ronald Jones. Okay, fabulous. So again, uh, a lot to be decided here. A lot of you know, it's unfortunate you have to come down to some of these decisions, but this is the way it. Uh, this is the way it ends up happening every year anyway because of injury, and it's even more complicated by COVID. So let's get into the DraftKings whiz. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start off this week at quarterback. I, I really have a strong feeling about three guys um, in particular. Uh, I think if you're going to reach for any quarterback at the higher price level, for me, it, it's going to be Justin Herbert in this particular ball game I, I know it could maybe be one of these games where if it's not that competitive and, and Herbert's kind of gone after three quarters but I really like him on the expensive side but when I go to the cheaper side of things on DraftKings I absolutely love Huntley again I know the Cincinnati Bengal defense is a better defense this year I love the way the player played last week but I, I wouldn't mind starting him I think Joe Burrow in the same ball game against the depleted back uh back half of the uh Raven defense. I absolutely love Joe Burrow. And I know you're going to be surprised by this one. Uh, and I'm surprised I'm saying it. I cautioned everybody last week when I talked about the tight, sorry, the wide receivers from the Denver Broncos. And, and they've basically been MIA on the back of a, of a milk carton at this point in time. But those tight ends, I think both of them are going to be very active in this particular ball game. I'm going to talk about them in my prop bets as well. I think Drew Locke, uh, cheap price against the Raider team. I'm not sure which Raider team is going to show up, but from a value standpoint, I really like that. I'm probably going to steer away from these higher price guys. Kyler Murray is slumping again, second half of the year. I'm not sure what Josh Allen does again with what happens with Diggs. I expect him to be heavily covered in this particular game. Brady without his weapons, Mahomes without his weapons. Those are guys I'm staying away from if the situation remains the same. Wiz. 
Yeah, I'm going to make it short and sweet at uh, quarterback. I'm loving Matt Stafford this week. Uh, the Vikings, you know, they played the Bears last week, so the Bears couldn't really take advantage of that with their inept play calling and offense. But Matt Stafford uh, and Sean McVay will certainly not be inept. Uh, so I'm loving Matt Stafford at 6,700. I think that could be a high-scoring game. Certainly, um, I don't think the Rams will have much problem throwing the ball against the Vikings. And I'm feeding Patrick Mahomes 7,700. Either he's not going to have both of Hill or Kelsey, or he may have one of them, or they both may not play. But even if they do play, it's a week of – both guys not practicing against a, a Steelers defense, and I don't know. I, I'm just at 7,700. I'm going to look elsewhere at quarterback this week. Well, let me put one question to you, Wiz. Let's say Kelsey and um, Tyreek stay out of this ball game. Who do you expect to pick up some of the – who would be the guy that you'd have the most confidence in? I know this is a very difficult question uh, in terms of picking up the slack with those two guys out. You're talking about just on the Chiefs. Team. Yeah, on the Chiefs' offense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm going to have the most confidence in the player that Patrick Mahomes has the most confidence, and that's clearly Brian Pringle. Um, he doesn't trust Hardman to run the correct routes, to catch the ball, to come back to the ball on certain routes. Josh Gordon looks like you know. I know people have been talking him up, and Andy Reid's been talking him up, but Brian Pringle's been with the team. Mahomes has the most confidence in him. Clearly, in my view, if all of those guys, the Marcus Robinson, Pringle, Josh Gordon, Hardman available, I'm going with Pringle because I want to play the player with the most, you know, that Patrick Mahomes has the most confidence in. And in my view, that's Pringle. All right, great. And I'm actually happy that you mentioned Stafford. Uh, that will that will be one of my prop bets. I don't mean to give things away, but uh, but yeah, I'm just going to mention that now. Is definitely a player who I have in my prop bets. So, all right, Wiz, let's go to running back. Uh, why don't you take us out there? Running back is the top part of the running back are littered with injured and covert players. So I'm going to avoid all of that. And I'm going right down to 6,100 where I absolutely love Javante Williams uh, for the Broncos. You talked about that game earlier, but the tight ends, but I think this is going to be ground and pound. Um, so I'm loving Javante Williams at 6,700. I'm going to go a little bit further down, uh, 5,700. I'm going to play David Montgomery. Um, I think with actually Nick Foles quarterbacking, this could be a game where he could catch five or six passes as well as his running game. And, and a player that I'm just going to give, but he's going to be probably, I don't know. He's probably, he'll probably be the, the, the highest owned player, at running back on DraftKings, and maybe the highest owned player at all, Ronald Jones at 5,100. I'm not saying anything clever there, but at that price, I feel I, I have to play that player. And then in a game where nobody could really, you know, no teams have been able to run the ball against Tampa Bay, I, I want Amir Abdullah at 4,500. I think he'll be the running back that's, that is more valuable in this game over Chuba Hubbard. So uh, 4,500. That is going to be play my play, and uh, I'm not going to give any fades because all of the fade guys are either out with COVID or with injury. So I'm just going to give the guys that uh, I kind of I kind of like uh, at running back, and uh, the the fades kind of like speak for themselves. All right, very interesting thought process. I, I guess I'm kind of in the same family. Uh, I've been intrigued uh, with two players in particular. Wiz, I think 
I think a very smart move by the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, they played on Tuesday in that game, and they did not practice Miles Sanders at all. This is a red-hot player. He's playing really well. The Giants stink in all facets of the game. And I really think Miles Sanders is going to step up again. So I think some people are worried about the injury, but I, this is definitely clearly management side. I'd say the same thing for James Robinson, kind of in that same price range. I, I like both of those guys this week in this game in, in, you know, against the Jets, who are not any good. So 5,600, Miles Sanders. James Robinson's a little bit more expes- expensive at 5,900. I'll tell you a player I do like as well, Wiz, uh, given that the weapons and, and given that he got a lot more activity last week. And we saw at the end of 2019, uh, Devin Singletary was a lot more active in the passing game. I think that's going to be the case in this game against the Patriots. I know the Patriots are a good defense. I just like the price point on Devin Singletary at 5,100. I'm just going to mention one player as he slipped down. I'm not sold that Damian Harris is actually going to be one active or two 100%. Uh, Brandon Bolden also comes into this game with a questionable tag, but the Patriots are notorious for questionable tags. But at 4,200, Brandon Bolden, if Damian Harris doesn't play, that's the player that I want to own at that level. So it's just something to keep in mind there. I actually am fading a couple of running backs. I I just think the thing that we were worried about to start the season was was that offensive line of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And really, unfortunately for Harris, uh, he's he's feeling the brunt of that right now. So I'm gonna I'm staying away from him. He'll probably be involved in the passing game, uh, but I don't like him in the run game against Kansas City's defense, who's playing very well. And I wouldn't go near um, uh, Swift this week from the Lions. I, I just think a guy who's coming back, a team that's not playing for a lot. They have two other bodies there. Look elsewhere. I just think it's going to be a broken up workload there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Chuba Hubbard is a guy. Chuba Hubbard is a guy at 5100. Uh, and Miles Gaskin, I would just never play these guys, but you know, they're they're not so highly priced, and I'm just going to give them out as a fade. You know, they're just players that I obviously will not play on DraftKings. So, good. Why don't you take us at uh, wide receiver and uh, tell us who you love this week? So I'm absolutely playing Cooper Cup uh, at the. You know, I'm going to look for some value elsewhere with some other guys, but in any lineup that I'm playing, I'm playing Cooper Cup in this ball game against the Vikings. So I'm just going to state that right up front. I have a feeling this week, after the disgusting effort last week uh, that the Seattle Seahawks put up that they are going to be getting Tyler Lockett back. And you see what a big difference he makes in this offense. I think Lockett and Metcalf, and there's a lot of talk about Metcalf you know, reworking. I think both of these guys against a bare secondary, which is down to all second teamers. I think this is a Russell Wilson thrive week. I know that's hard to kind of believe in, but I think both those players are at a good price point right now uh, where I would tackle them. I think T. Higgins is the player I'd want to own this week um, for the for the ten, sorry, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it'll be a lot of emphasis put on Jamar Chase. I've mentioned already that this secondary is banged up, but at 6,200, I like T. Higgins. And the other guy who has just become a fan favorite uh, of Matt Ryan is just Russell Gage. He's going against Detroit, 5,900. Uh, I, I like that player a lot this week. Was um, uh, I don't really have any fades at wide receiver, quite frankly. I really looked at guys that I like, um, and, and, and I don't really have any too, too many fades for this week, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, the fading is kind of is kind of tough this week. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm worried about that Cowboy offense. I think I would take the wait and see approach before I start playing anyone on that Cowboy receiving core. Um, this is a matchup that he 
could play well in, but I, I you know, I'm talking about Dak Prescott, but CeeDee Lamb, 7,400. I mean, I just think there are, there are other interesting guys, you know, as you mentioned, Russell Gage uh, at 5,900. Uh, it's just been playing so well. There's no reason to think that's not going to continue. Uh, Van Jefferson, this could be a good game, especially if Zimmer really tries to um, – take away Cooper Cup and give him a lot of attention. I, I, you know, this could be a, a game where Van Jefferson at 5,500 can, can, can do something. So uh, another player that I like is kind of like the last man standing. And if you're, you know, as far as a guy that could catch six, seven passes, I think Jacoby Myers is an interesting play for, uh, for the Patriots. So that's kind of what I have. And, uh, Another player, uh, a guy that you've been talking up, um, kind of down at 3,500 is uh, Berrios from the Jets. Um, he's a guy that just, you know, he, he just seems to be play. When I watch him play, he just plays so hard, and he just seems to be one of the receivers for the Jets that, on a, you know, that that you watch them on a weekly basis seems to be the one guy that could actually step up and do something. So I'm um, looking at Berrios maybe at, uh, at 3,500 as well. I absolutely love Berrios this week. So it looks like Jameson Crowd is out. We know Elijah Moore's out. We know Corey Davis is out. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny cause I'm going to fade Zach Wilson again in my prop bets this week. Uh, but I don't think anybody else can be able to catch the ball outside of Berrios and the tight ends and maybe a couple of dump offs to the running backs. Uh, but Berrios has a nose, nose for the football. He's a hard nosed guy. I really think, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that I think people should pay attention to him where he ever he ends up. Will he stays with the jets or he ends up somewhere else? I, I really like this player a lot at 3,500. I agree. He's kind of, I would be considering him kind of one of my break the slate guys this week was um, along quite, quite frankly with another guy that we'll mention in a minute, but I, I like that price point for Berrios. I try to sprinkle him in, in all lineups a couple of weeks ago, 10 targets last week, he scored a touchdown, a couple of rushes. So I'm right with you there. Uh, just as we're talking here, <clears throat> Andrew Whitworth got put on um, COVID list by the Rams and, I don't know. Uh, you never want to lose your left tackle against a, a Vikings team that could that that lead. I think they lead the NFL in sacks, or they're right up there. So that's that's something to keep your eye on. I know that you were just talking up, and both of us were liking Stafford this week. So uh, these uh, the hits just keep on uh, keep on coming. So uh, we'll talk about player props and, and wagers uh, in a few minutes. But let's get to um, tight end position, and I guess I will. Um, I'll start this one off. Uh, my feed is going to be Mark Andrews at seven thousand. I think his price is, and uh, I just want to. I just want to feed him. Um, I just want to feed him just for the sole reason that back-to-back weeks, I think he's had double-digit catches. I think three or four touchdowns in the last two games. He had a quiet game. Cincinnati seemed to really defend him well. So I think it's seven thousand. I think I want to go elsewhere at tight end. And the two players that I'm going to key on are number one, um, Dalton Schultz at 5,200. The Washington football team had no interest in even knowing where Dallas Goddard was. I think he could be the receiver that could be wide open and, and, and targeted often in this game. And then the other one, a crucial, um, COVID player that was put on for the Saints um, was was uh, Malcolm Jenkins, who did a tremendous job on 
Gronkowski last week is out. And I think that kind of opens things up for Mike Gusecki. So those are the two players right in that sweet spot for me. Gusecki, 5,400. Dolan Schultz, 5,200. All right. Interesting, 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 interesting. You know, it's funny you mentioned Andrews for the reasons um, that you did. Um, the guy that I am kind of the same exact reasoning that you have is actually Dallas Goddard. Um, a couple of weeks ago against the Giants, he's the one player that did nothing against the Giants. Joe Judge obviously coached with Bill Belichick, and we know Belichick likes to take away a team's most vital weapon. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, just three targets for Goddard, no catches in that game against the Giants. He faces the Giants again. Oh, this is a different Eagles team right now. I get that. But, you know, he's coming off a couple of big performances in a row, and, and kind of like the way you're talking about Andrews, I, I'm kind of thinking the same way with Goddard. Uh, I'm going a little lower down for, for tight ends this week. Uh, Dawson Knox, to me, uh, at 5,300 with all the injuries surrounding uh, – the well, COVID. Sorry, I should say surrounding the Buffalo Bills. I think he's a beneficiary of that. Fifty three hundred. I like that. And I mentioned both uh, Denver tight ends. I think they're both going to be very active in this game uh, with Drew Lock under center. He doesn't do a particularly good job of getting the ball down to his receivers. So yeah, I mean, uh, Albert Wibunum is is really cheap at thirty one hundred, and Noah Font at forty four hundred. The Raiders don't play tight ends well. I like both of those guys this week, Wiz. All righty, let's get to our break the slate players this week. Uh, go ahead, why don't you start it off? Yeah, so uh, Berrios would be one of those guys at 3,500. Uh, I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be playing from behind. Fryamuth is out. Zach Gentry has shown some ability to catch the ball at 2,800, a very much a potential break the slate guy at the tight end position. And the other guy, not necessarily the cheapest, he's 3,900, but you know Tom Brady's got to throw the ball somewhere. Last week, seven targets to Tyler Johnson at 3,900. I think that's uh, supreme value. And my player is going to hinge on the news that I'm expecting, you know, later today. Well, obviously, uh, before the one o'clock games tomorrow is hinging on what's going on with Brandon Cooks. And if he is inactive for the game at 3,400, I am going to put Nico Collins in every single one of my DraftKings lineups this weekend. He's just one of these guys. He's just boiling over with talent. He's just missed. And uh, I think his target share is going to be tremendous against a susceptible charger defense. And it, without Cooks, uh, he is going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. So I'm waiting to see. I'll still play him no matter what. But if Brandon Cooks is out, he is a key guy for me at 3,400. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, 10 targets, right? Uh, he caught, caught five or six of them. Um, you know, again, if, 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 there's no, if there's no Cooks, you're going to be down to basically Dorsett. Collins and, and Chris Conley, uh, I would favor the action, like you said, going to someone like Nico Collins. All righty. With that said, let's get to the portion that I think uh, people really enjoy. People have been following uh, as far as wagering goes, player props and the bets. I know we both have friends that uh, wait for this, enjoy it, and have uh, been really been making uh, money following us all year. So why don't you take us out as far as the games point spreads or unders and overs. How many games do you love this week? Yeah, I, I got a bunch of different things. So I'll just say a couple of things before we get started on this was one, whether it looks like it's not going to be factor, a factor anywhere uh, in, the, in the country in terms of foul weather, which is a big deal. I think the other interesting thing is, was there is no game with an over under above 50 at the moment. So we've definitely seen uh, as we do every year, scoring come in as the weather cools off and as, as you start getting more division matchups and all that kind of stuff, but there's not a game over 
above 50 on over-unders. So just something to uh, remind people. Um, so I'm going to start with the game lines. Um, I'm going to start with the game tonight, uh, which is at 8.15. It's the Colts and Arizona. Uh, Colts are playing great football. Uh, I like two bets in this game. Uh, I like the Colts getting two and a half points, number one. Uh, I think just the Arizona Cardinals are, are just not playing good football at the moment. Uh, we saw this happen last year. Kyler Murray is not himself. The Colts have a tough defense. Uh, they have Jonathan Taylor. I think you'll see him run a ton tonight. Um, so I, I like that. I also like the under in the game, 48. Um, I, I just think they're going to be playing keep away in this particular ball game. So those are the two bets I like for tonight's game. Uh, I love the over in the Cincinnati-Baltimore game on Sunday. I want to say that's 47. No, no, 40, it's down to 44. What? Okay, so... Yeah, I'm looking at it right this second. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going over 44 in this game. Uh, I, the Bengals are... The, the Bengals' defense is, is much improved, okay? But, but Hunley showed me a lot last week. Um, I think, actually, he's probably a more precise passer than, uh, than Jackson is. And as I mentioned already, that Baltimore secondary is banged up. So I'm going over 44 in that particular ball game. Uh, I, I, really, I really like that here. Uh, and I love the Atlanta Falcons laying seven points against the Lions... Tim Boyle is, is, I mean, look, Tim Boyle was terrible the last time around. The Falcons have been playing better. I think, you'll see, I think you'll see a better output from someone like Cordell Patterson this week. I don't think you're going to have the same amount of pressure. They're coming off that big win. I, I really like Dan Campbell and what he's done. I think the players play hard for him. But I think this will be a tough one. I like the Falcons laying seven against the Detroit Lions, Wiz. All right, so those are your four games. Do you have any of those that you would double up on, two-unit plays, or all one units for you? All, all, all one units, Wiz. So for me, there are two games that I love this week. They're both two-unit plays, and I, I am extremely confident in both these games. I was 3-1 and one last week, and I'm going to keep that winning streak going this week. I uh, feel extremely confident. Number one, I like a game today, and it's the other game um, – you mentioned you like things in the Colts, you like the Colts, and you like the under. The game that I am playing is the Cleveland Browns, who I think will not only cover the seven and a half, they're going to beat the Packers today. This game reminds me so much of the first round game between the Steelers at home last year against the Browns, when everyone was kind of counting the Browns out and the line was kind of the same, like seven and a half, eight, and the Browns lost that heartbreaker to the Raiders, and now they go into Green Bay. I don't care. I think Baker Mayfield is going to play a very good game. I think Kryptonite for the Packers is going to be the great Nick Chubb. Uh, and I love the, the Cleveland Browns. Not only, like I said, they will cover the 7.5, and I believe they are going to win that game today against Green Bay. And the other game is a game that I just think is – a really confident pick for me is the Denver Broncos laying one at the Raiders. This is a team, the Raiders, that cannot stop the run. And their last linchpin on defense, their last line of defense, was their strong safety, Jonathan Abram, who is terrific against the run. He's out for the rest of the year on injured reserve, hurt himself this past week. I am loving the Denver Broncos to come in and play ground and pound, which we've seen them do against the Cowboys and against the Chiefs, and they are certainly going to do it against the Raiders. So I am loving both of these games, two-unit plays. Browns plus 7.5, Broncos lay one. 
All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I actually looked long and hard at that Denver game. I, like I said, I like Drew Locke in this game. I like the tight ends, and I agree with you on the running attack here. I, I love the Broncos this week as well. Um, uh, I, I thought long and hard about it, but you, know, you may have convinced me to actually join you on that one. All righty. So player props. Um, I When it comes to player props, I don't know. We both looked at them. What would we say? Probably 75% of them are not even out yet. So what I'm going to do is I have five that I'm going to play. Uh, at this point, I think one, two, three out, and the other two I'm waiting to come out. So I'll, I'll give my five. Uh, four of them are one-unit plays, and the other one's a two-unit play. I'll wait for my last one to give the unit two-unit play. I'm going in the game, the Browns game as well. Baker Mayfield over eight and a half yards rushing. I looked at what what Green Bay has done defensively, and I could not believe it. Kyle Haneke, 95 yards rushing. Jared Goff, 46 yards rushing. And some of the other quarterbacks that we know can run, like Huntley last week and Fields, they will, went over, you know, had big rushing games. But I, in this game, everything is on the line for the Browns. They can, they're seven and seven. They need to run the table to make the playoffs. He's going to leave it all on the field. Baker Mayfield over eight and a half yards rushing. I like what Buffalo has done in terms of deciding that forget about the split backfield situation. It's going to be Singletary. I'm playing Singletary over rushing yards. I think it's at 46 and a half. I just think this is the way that they need to do to to beat the the Patriots is you just can't be one dimensional. So I think they're going to kind of surprise them. Uh, Singletary getting the lion's share of the carries, over forty six and a half yards rushing. Whatever the receiving yards is on Ronald Jones, the Carolina Panthers do not give up receiving yards to running backs. Add that on the fact that Ronald Jones has hands like Edward Scissorhands, that makes it easy for me to play Ronald Jones under receiving yards. Whatever that comes in. Conversely, the Seahawks cannot cover running backs. I'm going to play David Montgomery over receptions and probably yards when that comes out, uh, especially with Nick Foles, who probably has a better understanding of throwing that little drop-off pass to running backs. So I'm going to play Montgomery. And my two-unit play is what I mentioned a minute ago, Javante Williams. This is a cakewalk, over 57.5. The Raiders couldn't stop the run with Jonathan Abram. I don't even know what's going to happen against a team that is going to want to run all day without Jonathan Abram. Choosing to play, Javante Williams over 57 half yards rushing. Very interesting. Very, very interesting in that we have we have two players. I, I have Javante Williams rushing yards as well, but only a one-unit play. Um, it's just kind of funny that two, two players that you mentioned uh, I'm in agreement with. So uh, that's one, Javante Williams. The other one is my two-unit play of the week, Wiz, and – I don't, know, I don't know if you feel more confident about this or not, but I'm, I'm actually going to go over on a two-unit play, 63.5 total yards for Devin Singletary. So I don't know if that entices you a little bit more or if you're more comfortable staying in the, in the rushing yard lane. But I just think with no Beasley and obviously Gabriel Davis not there, I think we saw late in the season a couple of years ago Singletary becoming a bigger part of the passing game. I think that'll happen in this particular ball game. So I went the route of passing and receiving yards over 63 and a half for Singletary. And it's my two unit play. Um, you, you want to comment on that before? Uh, yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, you know, now that I think about it, you know, I didn't look at total yards. Um, 
And you got to think if Singletary is going to get 50 or more yards rushing, um, then the over, you know, then the over of total yards is probably. And so I think we're kind of in, in lockstep with that with that one. I may switch off and and, and join you on total yards, but uh, I think we're both uh, on the same track there with Singletary. All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the rest of my. I think I have another seven. Seven or eight. I gotta. I gotta look through this a minute here. But I mentioned Stafford. I, you know, the Stafford bet. I have over two hundred and eighty and a half yards passing. Uh, that was before that I knew that anything was going to happen with Andrew Whitworth. But I'm going to stick with it. Actually, Wiz. Uh, I've mentioned Zach Wilson. He's not been able to really pass with any kind of uh, of significance in terms of yardage totals. I'm shocked where the yardage total is this week at two nineteen and a half. I'm going to fade Zach Wilson at two nineteen and a half, especially without weapons. Uh, I'm fading Aaron Jones' rushing yards. Cleveland up front, very tough. I think this is a game where the Browns will kind of control the clock a little bit. You could even see the Packers playing from behind. That workload has definitely been kind of split in half between Dylan and um, and Dylan and Jones. So I'm fading Aaron Jones' rushing yards, 51 and a half. I'm taking the under. Uh, I am stunned at this rushing total because they have not been able to run the ball Uh I don't know if if the fact that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are not going to be in this game, if that's impacting the decision. But 67 and a half yards rushing for Najee Harris. I just don't see it. This line is playing terrible. So I'm going under Najee Harris rushing yards at 67 and a half. I'm taking the over on both of those tight ends, Wiz, uh, for, the, uh, for the Denver Broncos. Albert O, over 18 and a half yards receiving. And Noah Font, over 39 and a half yards receiving. I will say Ezekiel Elliott, who I've been a naysayer of all year long, looks to be healthier now. Uh, he's become a bigger part of the passing game. I'm going to take the over 16 and a half yards receiving for Ezekiel Elliott. And I have two more, Wiz. Uh, Kirk, uh, Chris, uh, Christian Kirk was, is the guy that uh, I think the one guy that really there's a lot of trust with and the rapport with for Kyla Murray. Four and a half yards reception. I'm taking the over there. And I mentioned my two-unit play already. It's Devin Singletary uh, over over 63 and a half total yards in that game. Yeah, very, very, very nice. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, you know what I find interesting about the Steeler, you mentioned Najee Harris, but this is what I find interesting what DraftKings has done. So they only have like Najee Harris and a few things on the Steelers. Nothing on any of the Kansas City guys. And that, that's obvious because, one, you don't know about Hill and Kelsey. And, two, if they're not playing, they, they it's difficult to make lines on the other players because you don't know what their snap count is going to be. Certainly, it'll be 100% for a couple of their receivers and maybe only 40 or 30% if Kelsey and, and Hill play. So I understand that. But what I don't understand with all that – um, the mystery about Hill and Kelsey going on, how is it that there's a line on the game? They they have Kansas City an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, right? So if Hill and Kelsey don't play, certainly that line is not going to be eight-and-a-half. So what do you make about DraftKings not putting up any of the Kansas City player props, but yet having a line on the game? Yeah, that's it's weird. That's, that's yeah, very, 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 very strange, actually, was I, I... I think that's a very bizarre decision for them to do that. I, I don't get it. I actually don't get that at all. Yeah, because, well, like I said, I, that line is probably four and a half, five and a half without Kelsey and, Kelsey and Hill. It could be round seven or six and a half if one of them play. But if they both miss the game, that line is not going to be anywhere near eight and a half. So I just find it interesting how they – 
don't put up player props, which I completely understand, but yet post a line of eight and a half on the game where they're allowing people to wager on either side of the game right now. It's, so, I don't know, very, very interesting, like you said, in a kind of, kind of a bit of a, a brain buster uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, look, this is uh, this is as weird as it's gotten. Like I said, we didn't expect to be here, but nonetheless, we are here. And uh, look, you got to deal with with the, the, the circumstances, and that's the way uh, that's the way things have fallen into place here. As we wind down in uh, in most leagues, you're you're playing in your semifinals. Uh, you know, again, I, I, I guess Wiz and I both want to wish everybody a very happy holiday season. Uh, really appreciate uh, all, all the support that you guys have given us. Uh, we also want to send some special birthdays out to. A bunch of guys in our in our group here uh, who, who are celebrating uh, birthdays: Mike Meadows, Eric Brown, Ricky Lassen, uh, Termy Term, Z Man. We got tons of birthdays uh, with this time of the year, and uh, you know we've been on some text exchange with that. But uh, I, I just wanted to make sure we uh, made note of that in this uh, in this podcast today. You know, the thing about those guys is a great group. I'm not going to put Term in that uh, in this group. What I'm about to say, but I am going to put. Uh, Ricky and Mike Meadows and Howie um, uh, and Eric Brown and his group. I mean, these are are great guys. I'm not putting term in there because this doesn't apply to term. But I remember, uh, I think it was before the, you know, the pandemic, two years ago, I think it was for their birthday. We have a few guys that are, have birthdays in June and we treated them to a Brazilian steakhouse. I remember it ended up costing me like a couple hundred dollars to watch these guys eat steak. And when my birthday came around, I got a text with balloons popping. Okay? So these are these aren't exactly big spenders, if you know what I mean. <laughs> big eaters, but not necessarily big spenders. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Steak when it's their birthday and text with balloons popping for my birthday. So Yeah, there, 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 there may have to be a little bit of a, a redo. Hopefully uh, we're in a different <laughs> situation. Uh, may, maybe uh, maybe they can take you out to a nice ball game, uh, nice afternoon ball game out at City Field. That might be a nice little uh, treat for you, Wiz. Yeah, it would be nice, actually, uh, you know, get together and do, do, you know, some stuff with, uh, friends. It just seems like, uh, boy, oh boy, we've taken a, a crazy turn these last two years. It'll be basically two years, uh, in like March where this all started that, uh, hopefully, um, things will get better. Um, but, uh, for the short term, it looks like we're going to be in for a difficult situation. So, uh, as always, we are hoping uh, everyone is enjoying the podcast, making money, enjoying what we're doing, but staying safe as well. Yeah, well said, Wiz. Well said, and uh, you know, again, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Enjoy, uh, lots of fun, Wiz. En- enjoy, enjoyed all of it. So, uh, have a great day, everybody, and uh, good luck this weekend. Yeah, you do the same, and uh, hopefully, it's a, a good fantasy football week for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Good luck. See you later.